Hey everybody, hi and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So um, The Single Life, season five, episode six. We're gonna talk about that. Um, there's a lot that we missed because I wasn't here. So we're kind of go back, we're gonna backtrack a little bit too. But we're gonna talk about this episode obviously, but we're gonna talk about some stuff that I missed too as soon as my co-host Kara gets here. Oh, Kara's already here, Kara's here. Oh, I'm late. Oh shit, yeah, I'm late, my bad. Hi, Kim. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna jump into the single life episode. So so little Natalie stuff I wanna talk about. Hi, Bina baby. Hey, bestie. Hey. hey. How's How it going? Good, how are you? Good. It's cold here, but it's good, it's good. What's your cold, 50? Um, it's like 65. It's like it's freezing. I, no, I can't with you. But overnight, it's like in the 50s. Oh my god, I didn't no. even hit 50 today. <laughs> I'm free. Wait, you didn't even hit 50 like as the high? Yeah, it was like 41. Oh, today. geez. No, it was like 73 today, but right now it's freezing. I can't even. I can't with you. <laughs> Hi, Kim. Hey, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> all right so wait where should i put this drink so i don't spill it i'm gonna put it over here okay all right so this episode i want to jump into a little bit of um natalie and josh because natalie said something really interesting on this episode and i want to kind of jump in and kind of get your wait it's still raining in california what the hell is going on I was hey mark about you today kim i saw all the whoops i saw all the flood warnings and stuff it stresses me out for you i hope you're safe Oh my gosh, flood one. Yeah, they're not used to that type of rain in California. Yeah, yeah they had like a record fall of four inches or something like that, I heard. Oh my yeah. God. Hey, Judy. Hi, Judy. All right, so Natalie said something interesting in this episode because she said that Josh was finally letting her into her into his life because he got her a place to stay and bought her a car and got her a job and has given her money. And I was like, why does she believe that the only way a man can show her love and affection is through oh, his wallet. Hold on. I have to see what your cat is wearing. Oh, she's wearing a little t-shirt. <laughs> That's the cutest yes. thing I've ever seen. She's wearing a little t-shirt. It's cold. I can't have her walking around with nothing on. It's freezing. She She's wearing a fur coat, just in well, case you didn't know. Well, it's very, she's very cold. <laughs> she's not naked. I don't want, okay. want her to shiver. I want her to be comfortable. <laughs> I want her to be comfortable. Okay. But... Sorry. Yeah, Natalie was really getting on my nerves because she was just like, oh, well, I think that he's really seeing envisioning, you know, us together because now, you know, he got me a place, he got me a car. And how do you feel about the level of dependency that that Josh is, and Natalie and Josh have? Because Natalie came there with no plan, no money, nothing going on. And it was all up to Josh and Josh's friends slash colleagues are kind of seeing the red flags. They're like, well, look, she's hanging around you because you're housing her. You put her in a, a house, you put her in a car, you're getting her job interview. And now, and apparently he is in talks to get her into some sort of, I don't know, movie, TV show. He didn't really specify. And even they said, what the hell are you doing? Like, it's, it's so obvious that she's attached herself to you for what you can yeah. do for her. Okay. And I think what's really interesting is Josh says that he's like, um, he does castings and he's like a director. Isn't it weird that if he can get people on TV and in movies that he needed Natalie to get him on TV, 
Like, it's a really peculiar situation for me because I got some DMs. This was like a year ago, actually, um, when Josh was first on the single life from people who had participated in his company. So his company is like a talent agency where you go and you travel and they present you to different people. And I had talked to a bunch of people who DM'd me and they said that they paid thousands and thousands of dollars and they went to lots of different cities and were presented and no one ever booked any work. And, you know, there's a lot of companies like that out mm -hmm. there um, where you pay them a bunch of money. They, they promise that they're going to get you booked yep. and put you in front of directors, casting people, you know, get you into that. And they're just taking your money. And I was like, I wonder what's going on with Josh because he does seem to have disposable income. And I wonder what type of business that is because Natalie went to one of these casting calls and Natalie hasn't been on anything. So I'm just, you know, other than the single life. So I don't know. This is all allegedly. I don't know what type of business he's running. I don't know. But I did get like DMs from at least three or four different people last year when he was on the show because they wanted me to write up a story um, about it. But I had, it was some legality stuff. I couldn't write up this story. I couldn't make those yeah. statements because they wanted to remain anonymous. And then if I put the story out, you know, I was defaming a company yeah. without proof. So I couldn't put anything out, but it was really interesting that so many different people reached out and said, oh, let me tell you my experience with this company. In my opinion, he's been shady from the jump. Like the last time I said, this guy is just in it to get his 15 minutes. Now he's stuck with her and her mom. And we all know she's nothing but a gold digger. She's crazy. She's going to bring Mike back into this. She wants that. Well, I don't know that she wants to have kids, but her mom wants her to have kids. That Josh has made it very clear. He's already got kids. He, he doesn't want anything to do with that. Oh, yeah. This is just the only thing Natalie would be good in is the horror movie where you see her peeking through the, <laughs> the fence. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I was thinking like somebody who's like possessed, like an exorcist type yep. film, because yep. half of the time when you look at her face, she kind of looks possessed. No offense, I, no offense. I think that she's probably a really nice person to a bunch of people that I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't even know if I'd go that far. I think she's probably a really nice person to anyone that can give her something. That's a better, that's a better representation. If you can offer her anything monetarily yeah. housing a car a role in a movie a 20 dollar bill she's probably yeah. a really nice yeah. person to you but like in my opinion she has attached herself you know okay so another thing that annoyed me the first scene of the show she was um out to dinner with her mom and i'm like you ain't got no job you got this man browsing you paying for your car his colleague said that she would call him so he could book an uber for her she can't even book a damn uber yes. carol like, well, yep. and, and then you have the audacity to be out to eat. And I was like, what really bothered me? That was probably Mike's debit card that she used to buy that. Right. That's what really got to me. And I was like, you know what? I guarantee you, because she called him on the phone. He's probably paying for this. Like, I can't with this woman. And it's like, no personal responsibility. And I get in certain cultures, men are always supposed to take care of women, but she takes it to a different extreme. Yeah. She has no interest and taking care of herself. She even has this man taking care of her mother. He's not in a relationship with her yeah. mother. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it is. But she did say something tonight on tonight's episode that caught me off guard. She said, I'm still married to Mike. And I thought that he had said that they were divorced. Oh, he finally sent the paper. They that? are divorced. This was actually filmed over a year ago. Yeah, I knew it was a while 
while ago, but I thought they had been divorced for a while. No, oh, no, that divorce just recently went through like this summer. Okay. This past summer, like towards the end of the summer. Yeah, they were married for like a long time. I don't, I can't understand why he stayed married to her as long as he did, because she was clearly out banging whoever she wanted to bang on his dime. Yep. But yeah, the divorce wasn't finalized, I want to say, until like late summer of last year. And this was filmed between like November and March, going back like, shoot, oh my gosh, over almost two years. Right. Like, this is going back a while back. So, yeah, she was still mad at him. That's why when I saw them sitting at the table, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to pay for this with his debit card. Yep. I just knew. I was like, "She's because that's what she does. She does. Yep. She clearly says she has no money. She He's booking Ubers for her to go places. So why is she, why are you out to eat? And it's like her, yeah. her behavior gets to me because it's like you know that you don't have any money. You know that you're you're using other people for everything, but you still want to have this lavish lifestyle. You're going to go out and order food when you could just right. go home and cook, right? Yep. Yep. It, she's she's crazy. I was so sad when I saw that she was going to be on this. So sad. I didn't understand why we needed to bring her back, right? We like we were done we last season. We were we done were done with Yeah, and we were done with Josh too. Yeah. And you know the the story with Josh in case anyone didn't know, he's friends with Libby and her sisters. Yep. That's how he was introduced to Natalie, Libby and her sisters. Um, and Josh have known each other for years. So a lot of yeah. people have a lot of speculation like, oh, is he really even dating Natalie? Because that's a really interesting connection yeah, to the show. That's you know? what I think. I think it's all funny. Well, if he can get on the show and promote his business, yep. that's more people giving him money to you know, go to these different events. And like I said, lots of people DM me. I can't say I can't speak for everyone who's ever worked for him, but a lot of people DM me and said they gave him a lot of money. We're talking thousands of dollars and never got right. anything. So right. I'm just saying it's a really good advertisement to put you and your business and your face on a national TV show that's gonna it airs in other countries as well. Yeah, and tell people that you know you're a really legitimate agency for getting people casted and on TV and into movies and then onto Netflix right. shows. And you know, it's it's just interesting. That connection to me was was it for me. Yeah. I was like, how interesting that you're close with really successful people in this franchise, and then they link you. Kind of like um, everybody was specul speculating how Scott got linked to Lydia, right? It right. was just too co convenient that he happened to know Alejandro, who happened to hate Lydia, who happened to say like right. everybody just their eyebrow was all the way up here. Yeah, it was just like oh, that seems weird. Right, like I, agree. I don't know. Right, so you're always looking like, how did this happen? And is this for somebody's gain? Right, like who's gaining from this? Obviously, Natalie is gaining. Every moment she spends on TV, she's a bigger celebrity in her mind. So yeah. she's gaining. In her mind. In her mind, yeah. We're not gonna say that she's a she. In her mind, she is an A-list celebrity. If she was at the Grammys yesterday, she would be sitting next to Jennifer Lopez and. Um, Taylor yeah. Swift, like she's up there, and you know, like this is our mind. She's sitting in between Big Ed and Angela. Mm. Yeah, that's where she is. She is she's the biggest name in this franchise. And unfortunately, in our planet where we live, she's somebody that we wish would just go away. Yeah. Right? Like just go, just go anywhere. Go to yeah. the, the Wii yeah. network. You know, we don't care where you go. Just go away. We don't want to deal with you anymore. Yeah, you know, it's not exactly. It's, it's not like it's not like, oh, wait. Hold on, I lost my place. Oh, I want to talk John and being a dad because I'm a big fan of John. Boston John is like one of yeah. my favorite um, siblings from stars of the show. And he said that 
he wanted to meet Megan's daughter, River, who's adorable, by the way. So adorable. cute. And this is a huge deal because we, I didn't know, we found out tonight that River is nonverbal. Yeah. So, you know, being a stepdad is a monumental job, but being a stepdad to a, a daughter who has special needs. And I'm just like, I don't know if John is ready yeah. for that because we watched him. He was nervous holding um, Alessi, right? Like yeah. Thaisa and Patrick's baby. Like he's not, he's not like, I don't want to say he's not capable because I know he is, but it's, you have to be ready for that. And I don't know if yeah. this is biting off like the entire hamburger in one chew. Yeah. You know, I just, I want him to, to be successful. And I think moving to San Antonio is going to be a big deal, but also being a stepdad to a girl who needs him more than anything. Like she's going to need him so much and being in her life, it's going to be a big um, impact. You know, children who have that attachment, you know, when they have special needs, they're very, very, very attached to the people, the constants in their life. So I'm really worried, you know, about that. Cause like Patrick said, if it doesn't work out, this is gonna be really hard on the, on, the, on the river. You know, she's gonna be wondering where you are. I don't think it's gonna work. Do So what do you think the issue is? Do you think that they're moving too fast or do you just think they don't have enough in common? Yes. Both? Yep. I mean, they have been dating for like five or six months long distance. But again, long distance isn't really dating. Yeah. Because they've been just, talking on the phone. Right. Because let's be realistic. If they were dating for five or six months in real life, he would have met River a long time ago. Yeah. So it's not really dating. It's kind of like a, a fantasy. Yeah. Like he gets to go and see her when he wants to see her. And then when he doesn't want to see her, he doesn't have to. That's not a relationship. Exactly. No, a relationship it's is going to be too much right now. They can meet in a hotel, have sex, and he can go home. That's it. Done deal. That's a great relationship for somebody like John. I love John. I want him to be happy. I want him to be with somebody great. I just don't think she's it. I think that's way, I mean, nothing against her, nothing against her daughter. I just think that's so much more than he can handle. Yeah, honestly. I think going from, I think he said a professional bachelor to going yeah. into being a, yeah. a stepdad of a, a beautiful girl with special needs, a special needs child. I think that's too much of a leap. Well, I think it's a- Well, already talking marriage and living together and all of this, and he barely even traveled there. Like that, that was enough for him. He, the guy didn't even know how to pack his suitcase right. Forgot half his shit. He didn't bring nothing, nothing but yeah. sex toys. Yeah, so what happens <laughs> when, you need, when you gotta take the, the daughter somewhere? You can't even remember to pack your own personal hygiene product. Yeah. So it's, I, well, I just, I think it's too much for him and I don't think it's going to end well. I feel that way too. I want it to work, but I, I think that it's important that they're very, very mindful of, of um, River in this situation yep. because she's the most important person in the situation. If she grows attached to him and then he's, he's brought away, taken away from her. That has a way bigger impact on a, a child with special needs than it does. I mean, it hurts any child, but especially because it takes a lot for a child who's nonverbal to accept a stranger into their life. So if she, if but he I does mean, that, not, not only that, like he has to realize the start off with her isn't great in my opinion. So mommy leaves for the night and, and then all of a sudden she meets you and then you leave. So she doesn't see you again until however many months before you come back. So you're not building a relationship with her at all. So you put some training yeah. wheels on a bike. You know, I realize everything's edited for time. They probably spent five, six, seven hours together, but that's not enough. I can't spend five hours with somebody and know all that I want to know. 
That's true. That's you true. Know, I mean, I, as a kid, I think that he's he needs to treat it as a stairs, a staircase. Yeah. You know, go from being a bachelor to going on dates with a woman who doesn't have kids. Yeah. And learn the responsibilities of being a boyfriend yep. before you learn the responsibilities of being a stepdad, because those are very, very, very different. You know, yes. you can be a good boyfriend and not be a good stepdad because there's more there's more um, responsibility. Yeah. And I, I agree. Think that he's you know he doesn't have a lot of responsibility he was living with patrick and thais living his best life and he's kind of still doing that he's living with his brother and his brother's husband yeah. you know he doesn't have a lot of responsibility he's only responsible you know for himself he eats when he wants to eat he travels when he wants to travel he does what he wants to do and i just think that he's he needs to build his way up to that yeah i agree so i, I want to yes, talk about I want to talk about Debbie because Debbie and Julian went to Miami to meet Ruben the Cuban. First of all, I'm obsessed with Ruben Cuban, yeah. right? Like, I feel like love it. he's the, love it, it. do you feel like he's the male version of Miss Debbie? Debbie? Yes. Right? Right? I was like, 100%. I, love I feel it. like they are soulmates. You know how Tania said that she was not, um, that Sinjin was not her soulmate? This is her soulmate. I feel like they act the yep. same, they dress the they have that same vibrance about them and I was just like I'm really really excited to see where this goes and I mean I know it's it's only um outer appearance but I was like even the way that he dresses it reminded me so much of Miss Debbie and even she said it because she said she normally goes for guys who are more conservative you know that don't dress like her that aren't as vibrant as her but I think that maybe that's the issue right I feel like she got a kiss she got a kiss on night one which is more than she got from Osama the whole time so. oh can we discuss really quick that she said that Osama tried to have sex with her numerous times in yeah, Morocco? What, the hell? what, what the is hell? happening That's right news. now? Yeah. Because, you know, we, we talked about this and we said that we didn't think Osama was in it for a sexual relationship. We thought Osama was in it to come to America. So that's how he acted. So the fact that he attempted numerous times, a lot of information, yeah. though, right? We didn't need that information. But I think it's really interesting to, you know, we had some questions back from that season and now we got the answer. He really was trying and I'm really surprised. You know, yeah, I mean, me too. I thought that he was using her. Yeah. I thought that he was using her 100%. I still do, 100%. But, but do you think that he tried to have sex with her to like, it was part of the plan, you know, to like seal the deal or like, do you, or do you think he really wanted to have sex with her? I think he would have sex with anything that has two legs and a heartbeat. Okay. I mean, okay, I mean, him, I guarantee women are not beating down his door. No, they're not. They're not. And I was surprised that Debbie was beating down his door. Oh, she said that it's been 14 years since she's had sex. See, and, you know, we want to go and have sex with somebody that can't even look you in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> See, yes, I, I agree. Osama was he he was not a catch. He was in it for green. Yes, yeah, but I felt like he was in it for the green card. He wasn't gonna sleep with his grandma, but he was trying though. Right. He was literally trying. I and I feel like I was I was thrown for a curveball with that that um conversation because I I felt like I was pretty sure of, of what he was up to. So when she said that he tried numerous times and she kept turning him down, I was really proud of yeah. her. By the way, proud of yeah, her for respecting sure. herself. For sure. But sure. You know, I think that I, I like the way this this is looking for her. This guy is definitely on the same page. But I did see that Julian has some issues with him. He took down his license plate. He's going to do a background check. And there is a question that Julian asked if he had ever been 
in trouble with the law. And, you know, with editing, it kind of looked like he, he had some, he had an answer for that. So we have to see where that goes because, you know, Officer Julian is going to make sure that mom is safe. You know, it doesn't matter if Debbie was dating Brad Pitt, he'd be the same way because what a shit experience she had yeah. last time. I would thrill in everybody I, too. So he's not wrong. I think that he's traumatized. I think Julian is traumatized from what happened to his mother. Yeah. And especially the fact that I'm he was so far away. I'm traumatized with what happened to Me his mother. Me too. Me too. And he was so far away. He couldn't be there to help her. And I think that that's really scary for him because I feel like as a, especially as a cop, hey, general, um, especially as a police officer, it's his responsibility to protect everybody. So him, his mom being in Morocco and he can't do anything to protect her while this, this douchebag is treating her the yeah. way that he did. I felt like he's traumatized and now he has to be there. And I feel like he's going to do the background check. He's going to do it. But Debbie's grown and mature and if she wants to be just like when she told him about osama she's like if i want to be with somebody i'm gonna be with somebody i'm not gonna you're not gonna stop me but yeah. i think that this is a better match so we're gonna talk about Chantel and giannis a little bit because we're watching them go on date after date things seem to be going well but i'm confused by the purpose because giannis has no interest in moving to america and Chantel has no interest in moving to greece right so i'm not really sure <clears throat> what we're doing you know, so I don't know. I, 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 think, I guess we're just watching TV at this point because Chantel has made it very clear that she's not moving to Greece. Right. And Giannis, is, is he plays football over there. He can't live in America. This is what he does. Yeah. So I don't really know what we're doing. You know, I guess they're just TV vacation days. Right. Like, I don't, I, I haven't gotten very um into their story because I just feel like it's kind there's of a waste no of time. Story. The girl's on vacation looking for a fling. Yeah. Now, next wait she's falling for him like come on you've been dating him for 37 seconds like that's not even no no well, yeah it's vacation d which which is fine she was in her uh, marriage for seven years with a man who probably was cheating on her the whole time i'm not mad at I'll her i'll say it again i'm gonna set sin chantelle up with jamal that's it jamal. i just gotta do it yeah speaking, speaking of jamal so jamal was the bigger person tonight and he apologized to Tim for bringing up his parenting or whatever, which I thought was a really good step. Because if they are going to be interacting, because unfortunately, Veronica and Jamal are attached at the hip, even though they share no children in common and they were never married and there's no reason for them to be attached to the hip. They are. So I did feel like it was a good a good step for him to, to be the bigger person and apologize. And I, I like that for him. But Tim is... Okay, so... I was watching this episode and I was like, this Tim has his own storyline on the single life, or so we believe, because we were watching Tim mostly interacting with Jamal and Veronica. And then I forgot for a while that Louisa was a part of the storyline because we don't see much of her and he's not really much into her because she she described him as her friend at dinner tonight because he won't even kiss her. And even um even Veronica's like, why won't you just make the first move? And I'm confused because I remember, you remember Jennifer had this exact same complaint. He was not wanting to be intimate with her. And she said that she needed passion from him. Remember when, when they were on the show together and she didn't get it. And she, you know, she, she used some terms. She called them lots of different names or whatever. But this, it seems to be a recurring theme. He's not really showing any intimacy or passion with the women that he's with. And I think... In my opinion, it's because he's more worried about what Veronica is doing or who 
Veronica is doing than to care about what he's doing? Or, or what is your opinion? I have so many opinions on this whole story. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. First of all, why the hell is Tim there? Number one, Tim doesn't need to be there. Tim needs to pack his shit and go home, plain and simple. Yet I don't know how to order my steak. Shut the hell up, you're 43 years old. My kids knew how to order their steak when they were five. If you yeah. need your ex to order your steak, you need to get, I'm so angry. The whole setup at the dinner, they had, I, Jamal's so right to be just pissed off. He is pointing out everything. He's like, what What are they doing? Why, why do they have me in the middle of this? And then for Veronica to start speaking Spanish to her, of course Jamal wants to know yeah. what's being said. How freaking rude. All of it this is, tonight just it's, was a mess. It's a crazy codependency between Tim and Veronica. And I'm beginning to see how it's crippling their their dating lives. Because I at first I was like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with if you are friends with someone that you happen to have dated, I thought at first more power to you. You know, a lot of people can't manage that. But at this point, it kind of seems crippling to their personal lives. They're holding each other back yeah. from moving forward. And I think that it's turning into like a toxic codependency. Like Tim can't focus on Louisa. He can't focus on his dating life. He can't focus on his personal life because he's more worried about what- About his damn knee-high boots? That's oh, what he's worried about. Those, this those guy, boots. He doesn't need to be here. He does not need to be here. He does not need to be on the show. This girl that likes him, go like him somewhere else. Neither one of you have any business on this episode. Neither one of them. Tim, you've already been on. You already proved that you can't get with a girl. Like, you ruined it with Jennifer, and now you're ruining it with this chick. You're just there screwing everything up for Veronica and making Veronica make a fool out of herself. Because I liked Veronica and Jamal too. I did too. Until today. Until today. She showed her ass today. And I was so disappointed. I was like, okay, Jamal, just come home. We'll set you up with Chantel. Everything's fine. We'll just I move mean, on. Like, I mean, just can't. I wanted this to work out because I, you know, you know what? I really liked Veronica. Um, and I liked Jamal a lot, obviously. And the thought of them being together, I thought they made a good couple. Obviously, some people say, oh, there's a weird age gap. It wouldn't work. She's a single mom, blah, blah, blah. I didn't see any of that. I thought that it could possibly work. And then as Hold I watch- Hold on. Kim, I'm not saying she's bad. I'm saying I like her. I like Louisa a lot. But what I'm saying is she's wasting her time with Tim. Oh, yeah. She's never been anywhere with this guy. Like she this. could go on Tim dates. He's not going to make a move. Yes. You know, like, she wants to be wanted, um, desired. She needs yes. passion. All women want to be desired. If you take yes. a woman out on a date and you, you go out to eat, you go to a movie, you go dance, whatever, she wants to feel desired by the end of that yeah. date. Hugged, kissed, um, affection. And Absolutely. he's just the type of person to say goodnight and, and walk away. She's you know, and I... He said in in the first episode she was like do you want to come closer do you want to kiss and he's like oh i don't move that fast what what but this is exactly what jennifer tried to tell us early on when he was first on the show she was like i need you know well i think jennifer said it in a different way she's like she had a high sex drive you know she needed to have that type of intimacy and he was like oh we just got here it's just been one or two nights 
And she was like, yeah, but we've been talking for a really long time. I thought we had that connection. I thought we had that passion. And it's like, I, I'm not faulting people for moving slowly because I think it's, it's important to know who you're getting in bed with, right? Absolutely. I think you shouldn't get into bed with somebody you just met. But if you know the person, you trust the person, you have a relationship, you have a good rapport with that person and you desire each other, there's nothing wrong with moving forward. And I think at this point, He's not, I don't know what the situation is, why he doesn't want to move forward. I have no clue what's going on. I think that Jamal should have just picked her up and left. <laughs> Took Louisa out and left? Absolutely. I mean, I let them I think let Louisa and him have their dinner and order each other's steak and all their bullshit, and we'll just go. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think Louisa is beautiful, <laughs> and she shouldn't have to feel like she needs to compete with anybody. 100%. And that is what it looked like she was doing. Absolutely. Right? It looked like they, she had to compete her, with Veronica. Her, her and Jamal were in such a, a awkward position. Like, would you go to a dinner with your your new your new girlfriend and your ex girlfriend? No. And and you don't then, even have to finish. You don't even and, have to finish. No. <laughs> and then and not know how to order your freaking steak. First of, First of all, as a grown adult man, I'm gonna order my own food. First of yeah. all. Because I'm a grown adult man, I'm going to order my own food. I don't need anybody's help. So, and the fact that he can't say, what was it, medium well, yes. wasn't even that complicated, right? Wasn't even that complicated. The fact that he's acting so codependent and yeah. he needs her to order. And I, I was looking at it as he was using it as a way to irritate Jamal. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt like it, it was. Because I was like, you clearly don't need her to say medium well. Anybody with two brain cells can say medium well. Right. I think you're doing it because you know it's going to irritate Jamal because you he already feels that y'all are too close and you're being too invasive in her personal yeah. life. But, and he's right. You know, Veronica has the right to date and be happy. And if she wants to um, date around or she wants to date Jamal or she wants to date anybody. I don't care who it is. She has that right without him being so invasive and being counterproductive to her success in a relationship. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think that it goes both ways. I think Veronica's also being counterproductive in Tim's success in relationships too. I think it's a codependent thing and they're Absolutely. holding each other back on both sides. I don't think that it's one-sided. I think that they're both doing a disservice to each other in their personal Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. So I want to talk about this podcast. So there was a podcast that came out last week. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. It was, um, I don't want to say the name of it because I don't want to give them any clout. But um, Veronica went on a podcast and she was talking about the show, which I didn't know she could do. And um, she was saying that the fight between Tim and Jamal, and she was kind of explaining the dynamic and what she thought it was caused by. And she made some pretty crazy claims yeah. statements i guess she said that the way that jamal reacted to the comp to the situation um was maybe a projection of the way that maybe he was raised and the parenting that he received and the conversations that he has with his parents and i was like i was so what pissed off when i listened to this george i i made myself listen to the whole thing and i was so pissed off how, so how does how, how does she figure that a conversation between Tim, Veronica, and his friends who were present has anything to do with our projection of how he was raised. First of all, he's 28 years old. Any statements that he makes are his own. You know, just like any statements I make are my own, they're not my parents. Any statements you make are your own. They're, you have your own mind. You have a sound mind. You're able to speak, you know, any way you want. And I thought that it was really below the belt 
Absolutely. to bring his parents into that situation because what is what does that have to do with anything because first of all they've met yep right like she's met her and if you thought that there was an issue when you met her why are you still dating right yeah like i was just really shocked that she would go on a podcast and say that type of stuff and then she was saying like oh well i met kim she's wonderful i think she's great and she would be a great candidate for the single life but then she turned around and made these extremely offensive statements first of all i'm I would never make a statement about a woman's parenting skills because first of all, mothers, only mothers know what's best for their children, right? Yep. Only the mother. And I hate to say that because I know parents have, uh, kids have fathers too. But if you really want to know what's best for your child, you have a conversation with the mother because the mother brought it into this world. They went through labor. They risked their life. You know, a hundred years ago, women gave their lives to have kids, right? So if you want to know what's best for the child, you're going to talk to the mom about that. You know, and I was just really shocked was, because first of all, I was pissed off that she was saying anything about Jamal's parents and how he was raised when you're literally on your second show with the second guy while you're not baby daddy's daddy is actually fighting with your current boyfriend who's 10 years younger than you. Shut your mouth on the parenting skills. Yeah. Shut it. I... I'm with you. I'm with you. Because first of all, she's a mom. And I was like, moms calling other moms names is crazy. But the fact that, you know, like you said, she's on a, another show with another guy. We don't I don't even think we've even encountered her baby daddy yep. before. It's just always been random different yep. guys. And it's like, yep. let's not get into pointing fingers at who's doing what right and yep. wrong. Because let's just if we're keeping score. Yep. Right. You're not winning. Right. Like if we're keeping score, you're not with. So I was just I was really mad. I listened to the podcast and afterward I was like, I think I heard that right. You know, I think I heard what she's trying to say. And I'm just really confused because I was like, if you have a fight with your boyfriend, where did his mom, who wasn't present during the fight, get brought into the argument? Right. Like, where did that happen? Yeah. Jamal's mom is cool. She's a cool cool mom. Right. And she's a cool mom. But I do feel like. But she's I, never given us have the same kind of relationship with my son that Kim and Jamal have. So I totally get the laughing, the joking, the I, I love that. I love that so much about them because I feel it when I'm watching them. And that's so important to have. But a handful of times that we've seen Veronica with Chloe and or Tim with Chloe, whether it be on TV or on a live or whatever. It's it's not, not that way. It's not, you don't have that. You know what I mean? You don't have that feeling. So to be able to see that from another parent and their child, it's heartwarming. You can't help but love them. Well, I think that the fact that their relationship is so strong now, I, I try to explain it to people a lot. You can't be friends with your parents when you're, you're a right. child. But when you become right. an adult, it is very, very possible to become a best friend with your parent because you're both adults. And I don't know. I was, I was, my mom was my best friend my whole life. Really? I mean, up until the day she died, there wasn't anything I didn't tell that woman. And my kids are the same with me. I mean, my kids are adults now, but the, it's, we've always just been really close. I mean, I was always their, their parent and made sure that they did right. They knew right. They were, you know, I, I made sure that they were raised well, but I was also, I wanted to make sure that they weren't ever afraid to come to me. And that's how yeah. Jamal and Kim are. You can tell 
that Jamal never was afraid to go to Kim for anything, to be judged or anything. You can tell that. And that's important. So it is. I agree with not being able to be your, your kid's friend just because I had it both ways with my parents See, and with my kids. Yeah, I wish I had that. My mom was more strict and it was more like, you can't do this, you can't do that. So we couldn't have that friendship until I got became an adult. And then right. when it was less about raising me and more about just us relating to each other, we got real close. Yep. Like I was a mama's boy, don't get me wrong, but you know, we were part of a weird cult and I couldn't do anything. My first sleepover was, I was 18 years old. Like I couldn't sleep over anyone's house. I couldn't, you know, looking back at the times now, that's probably a good thing. Right. You know, you don't know what people are doing these days. That's probably a yep. good thing. But as a kid, I was like, all of my friends are doing all these things and I can't do it. So me and my mom, we couldn't have that that best friend relationship because she was more mom right. than friend. But I, I, I think that the fact that Kim and Jamal are so close, it shows that they've been through a lot. When you've been through a lot with someone, that relationship is just strong because I hate to say this, but when you go through trauma and horrible things, you bond with those people. Absolutely. The people that are close to you, you have an unspoken bond and you know the the more stuff you've been through the stronger that relationship is so when i see them like you said on camera and they just have that that rapport with each other like two best friends talking you know they've been through some shit yeah you know you know that they they overcame some stuff to get to that yep. point and i think tim and veronica aren't gonna understand that because as much as they want to sell to us that they're best friends and they do everything together and they know everything about each other i think that there's still some animosity and jealousy between the two of yep. them because if it was really true, they would want to see each other um, individually happy. And I, I feel like, like they don't always seem happy for each other when yeah. someone is doing something that doesn't involve the other. And I, see, I don't see that as a, a genuine, strong friendship. Because if, if you're, even if y'all used to date, if, if Veronica was happy and in a relationship, the only thing Tim should say is, I'm glad that you found somebody Absolutely. that you right. And I don't get that from him. Absolutely. And he, he still he can't even give a reason why he doesn't like Jamal. Yeah, he's never been able to. There's no reason. No. Exactly. That see, that was another issue I had too, because I was like, I wish that you would give a reason, because then it's leaving all this speculation in my yeah. mind. Cause I was yeah. like, there's so many different places my mind goes. Cause I was like, oh, so he's not good enough. And then I just start going down the list. Well, why would he not be good enough? And and none of those are reasons that I want to yeah. say out loud. But I'm like, Absolutely. you should give a reason because it's making you look bad. Yeah. Because what has he done? To, first of all, what has he done to you? Yeah. Second of all, what would make him not a good match for your best friend? And if you loved your best friend, you would be open-minded to her being happy. And also, if you're worried about how your daughter feels, ask her. You know, the one that was sitting at the pool, getting along with him just fine. Have that, yep, have that open conversation. And yeah. I think that they don't have that so. and they're not they don't have that bond that kim and jamal have and i think that that's something that she might be a little jealous of you know like she wants that with chloe because did you notice she said it she was like oh well maybe jamal will be the 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 line of communication so i can understand yep. her better i was like well you don't need jamal for that you just need to have more deep conversations with her yep. take her places go and do things bond with her go traveling go on girls trips you know do with her, and that's how you you build that you don't need another yep. person you know, to help build that conversation or to build that relationship. But I feel like, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to be too hard on them because I don't hate anyone, right? I don't hate anyone. I don't, I don't want to have animosity towards anyone. But that conversation on that podcast was very triggering 
You know, yep. and I, I feel like somebody owes somebody an apology. I'm just going to say that somebody owes somebody an apology. And hopefully somebody is going to give somebody that apology. Yep. Yep. I agree completely. So, oh, so um, tomorrow, well, tonight Diaries came on. I didn't watch it yet. So I'm going to watch Diaries tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow. It'll be a short podcast, guys. It won't be that long because it's a pretty short show. And yep. then this Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. So yep. no 90 day. I'm pretty sure the single life will be on the next day and Dyer's will yeah. be on the next day, but there's no 90 day on Sunday. So we're going to be taking a unscheduled break. We didn't ask for it, but I know. We, we can watch. We just we, wanted to extend this whole shit show another week. Well, right, because we're already going to be on episode 17 in two weeks. And then we don't, we have two part tell all coming too. So I don't know when it's going to end because we still only saw one person get married. Yeah, right? Next week there's supposed to be two yeah okay so then we'll be at three and then we don't even know what's going on with nikki and justin i don't know Most if they got married. Our way back to america yeah because whatever I, I haven't heard anything and i definitely haven't seen any pictures or anything of justin on this soil so as far as i know it's over and, and then kim and riley on pillow talk on monday gotta watch that hey you're on pillow talk bestie kim and riley are on pillow talk guys they're my favorite yes. I know it might sound biased, but I do feel like they're the best. Kim and Jamal are all the ultimate OGs, though. I feel like they're really good on Pillow Talk. So make sure you guys are watching Pillow Talk on Monday. We won't be here Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> we won't be here, but we'll be here back. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about diaries. Um, and we'll be back on Monday for the single life. Um, and that's it. Yeah, because then diaries the next day. So thank you guys for joining us tonight. Thanks to Louisa for joining tonight. I saw you in here. Yes. Um, I definitely love to see that. And she had some really good um, comments down there. I hope you guys are watching. It's a little insight, little insight of what was going on at that dinner. Um, so um, make sure you guys are following my co-host, Car. She's tagged in this video. And I did hear from Dee Dee. She said that she should be back in the next couple of weeks. Thanks. So I'm excited about that. Um, make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at georgemossy, georgemossy.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in the George Mossy Show. Um, thank you for joining us. Oh, there's Louisa. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Um, make sure you check us out tomorrow night. I'll tweet out. Um, I'll post a time. I don't know what time yet. It'll probably be a little earlier. So I'll let you guys know exactly when that is so we can talk about diaries because David and Annie and Jenny and Submit had a little crossover um, episode. And I want to talk about Submit's parents who finally stopped hating Jenny, which I don't know why anybody would hate her anyway. But right. we're going to talk about that as well. All right, guys. Everybody have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good Bye. night. Bye. Bye.